Hello, my friends. I hope you and your loved ones are doing well. Welcome back to the Eighth Suite. On today's episode, I have an amazing friend of mine. Her name is Jenna. We were in the same class during our undergraduate years. Jenna, how are you doing today? Hi, Hala. I'm doing great today. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's a Wednesday, so I'm kind of glad about that. It's like the week's halfway done. So I'm looking forward to Friday to every extent of that meaning in yourself. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm always looking forward to the weekend. I I agree. (laughs) I agree. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. As you know, our topic of discussion moving into the season is very, very much around transitioning out of college, entering the workforce as like for our first time, right? Like going in as full-time adults into this adulting world. So I guess my first question to you, I'm going to jump right into it, is thinking back, how would you describe your college experience in one word or even a phrase, if you can? Long. Long. What do you- my college experience was long. Say more. Say <laughs> yes. more. What do you mean by that? I mean, um, well, I came in as a GS student to Columbia. I uh, was working and going to classes part-time, sometimes full-time. Um, so it took me more than the traditional four years to graduate. So sometimes it, it genuinely felt like it was taking me a really long time. <laughs> so in every sense of the word. But you got through it. And like, you know, you, I you did. reached the finish line. And I remember because you said you graduated back. You read, Well, technically you left us in February of 2021, but you finished classes fall 2020. Yes, I did. So what were some of your, I guess, initial thoughts? Were It could be either worries or hopes as you were finishing out your final semester. Well, I think that as, as the semester was closing out, I was just feeling overwhelmed with gratitude um, about specifically some of the professors and classes that I was exposed to when I was at Columbia. And I think you don't sometimes realize when you're in the middle of it in the grind of school but when when you leave and when now you're thrown into the real world you just have this immense sense of gratitude about these incredible people that taught you things that you didn't even know that you needed to know so i think at in december of 2020 when i finished my last class we hadn't had vaccines out for covid yet and Things were kind of up in the air. I think I remember in January, COVID got really bad again. So it was all a little bit scary to enter the workforce at that time. Everything was work from home. So it was like, are you going to get a new job? Where are you going to work? Are you going to go into the office? Will it be safe? All of those things. And I think that everybody graduating at that time felt all of those same fears. Yeah. And I can imagine, yeah, exactly. I can imagine everyone kind of feel, even me, and I graduated a little bit later than you did. Like, where am I going to go? Is it going to be like this? Mm-hmm. Is work from home going to be feasible, right? In my household specifically. Right. Can you remember like, like, a, like a cheeky question? Like, what was your last assignment that you submitted? Or even the last class you yes. attended? <laughs> what was it? Yeah, my last assignment. Oh, man. I was so fortunate. I took Sunil Gulati's class. He taught a seminar in sports economics. Um, And it was my last paper that I sent in in my entire Columbia career. Um, I loved that class so much. I learned so much from him. um, And I looked up to him so much uh, in his class. I felt like I learned not just about sports economics, but also just 
about being a good human and um, just kind of how to view the world and how to view business. And so it was such a great class, but I submitted this massive paper and that was my last thing. I remember feeling so free afterwards. Right. And that was a sports economic class. I know you, you think you minored in economics, right? Or was it like a double major situation? I majored. Majored in economics. I majored in economics. Yeah. And then I tried to focus all of my other classes in film and media studies at Columbia. You can't minor in film and media studies. So I just kind of did my own version of that by taking every screenwriting class and film class that I could um, while I was a major in economics. Yeah. And I know because we were in behavior economics together and that was an experience to, to, put yes. it, to put it simply. And I remember you telling me that, yes. you know, you, you were very much or you still are very much interested in like media production, television, writing like that realm yes. of the world and you were taking like you, you use economics to kind of substantiate that and like have a business lens to a things yeah i have a, a dream of having my own entertainment company someday yeah. um and i think it's called the entertainment business it's called show business there's a reason for that so i wanted to see if a background in economics and business could could really help further that career along yeah um so time will tell if it does right no that's what i'm saying like i feel like you you have to wait a bit i'm very like i want it now kind of thing like i did this major and obviously i should be exactly where i said i was gonna be kind of thing but i think moving out of college have you seen i guess maybe your patience for like where you've gone or where you are right now has that deterred from what you let's say majored in like what you're doing now is it kind of different from what you expected or is it like you know this is what i This is where I saw my first steps kind of leading me to. I was a little bit confused about where to go. And I think, I think because of what was happening with the pandemic, it was really, really hard. Um, I applied to hundreds of jobs and I'm really fortunate about where I ended up. I really wanted to work in television. That was my goal. I wanted to work in television and um, I ended up there, but I had been applying to jobs at like financing media companies. So like um, using my economics degree to help finance new projects. I had looked into other kinds of careers that might fuse the two, the entertainment and the business. And a lot of the questions that I got were, why do you have so much experience in, in entertainment? Do you, you know, do you really want to work in business? And people just didn't understand my background. I've been a performer since I was a little kid. I'm a member of the actors unions. So it's part of me. It's part of why I moved to New York City and why I decided to further my college career in New York. So I think that it rounds me out rather than kind of like pigeonholes me in that. But it was hard to explain that in interviews. I can imagine because my, okay, not my assumption, but the assumption I've heard is if you're doing anything in arts, like whether it be acting filmmaking being an artist like drawing and you know college why why go to college why put money into it right why not just dive right in why not move to LA as opposed to New York right like definitely that's the assumption so I'm assuming like maybe that's where a lot of that second guessing from those people who interviewed you or where they're coming from like how they idealize what an artist or someone who's in the arts would go into do you think that's the case 
I think that the questions I was getting were about my internships. I worked as opposed to a traditional internship at a bank when I was applying to some of these more finance heavy jobs. I didn't intern at a bank. I interned as a writer's assistant for a television writer. And I worked for him for two and a half years while I was going to school at Columbia full time. I helped with all sorts of things. I learned so many incredible things working for him that I felt like were transferable skills to any job in the corporate world. And they just wanted to know why I didn't intern at a bank, um, which I thought was really interesting. (laughs) But they they didn't see the transition. They said, you know, why would you get a degree in economics if you want to be in entertainment? And so... That was a little bit of a challenge, but I was really lucky that the company that I ended up applying for saw all the skills that I could gain from the degree and the experience and has been using them both. Yeah. And I think you're speaking also, sorry about the background noise. I know I live in the Bronx, so like they're playing bachata music outside. It is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys get a little- I love it. I love it so much. Right. A little taste of that. But um, no, because you're bringing up something that's so interesting. And what I'm hearing is how people kind of just take what you do at face value without really understanding. No, it doesn't matter if you put the title that I'm a, a chef or I'm something, you know, like just look, people look at the title and not necessarily the experience. But when it comes to the job, they put such heavy emphasis on your experience and your skill set. Yeah, when it comes down to actually doing those interviews and doing those things, like maybe that's it's interesting that there's a contradiction right there. Like, I just find that fascinating. Yeah. It's like, you would think I'm a well-rounded person. I come with so many skills. It doesn't matter what the title or what the job entailed specifically. It was more so what I did that matters because that's what I right. can do for you. But they're just so caught up in the in the label, so to speak. Yeah, they want you specialized. And I understand why, because if you're specializing in something, you will definitely be getting better at that over time. The thing is that when you're talking about a beginning career and an out of college career, you can start anywhere. You know, you're starting at the beginning. So if you got somebody that wants to start at the beginning with you and, and they're ready to put their effort in, like, I feel like my performer friends are the most resilient, determined people that I know. So if they wanted to work in banking or whatever they wanted to do, they could be successful and they are successful because they know how to keep pushing even when they hear the word no over and over and over again. Yeah. And you're speaking a lot to like my own critique sometimes I have with like these fresh out of college jobs, which is like, where do you expect me to get the experience from? Like, you know, like sometimes they ask you for things like all I've done is school. Okay. Yeah. I did an internship here and there, but like, to be honest with you, where was I supposed to get that? Whatever you're looking for, like, it doesn't make sense. If this is a beginner or an entry level, then why are you treating it as if it was not like, it's really, anyways, sorry. That's me. Like just putting my frustrations out into the world. I totally understand. Because yeah. But I'm glad that you are somewhere right now that is like, at least aligns with what you always wanted to do which is tv and television so yes i know you said you started the job hunting application with hundreds of applications and yes you finally landed one so when you landed one was it did it start off virtual or were you in person like what was your time frame i guess in terms of starting that first out of college job yes it's been uh completely virtual and that has been an interesting experience because it's a corporate environment and you're learning all new different systems 
um, in a corporate environment with a brand new team and you don't see these people in person ever. You're, you know, maybe meeting on Zoom conferences and that's about it, uh, which is really, really interesting. And it can be challenging to learn and to pass information. Like it's that much more important that communication is effective and concise and you know, so I've been trying to learn how to navigate that new frontier, shall I say? <laughs> yeah, and no, you're you're pointing at something that's very, very. I guess interesting is such a repeat. I need to find. I need to, to like elaborate my vocabulary at this point. But interesting is kind of just for lack of better phrasing, and it's interesting because there's a whole conversation right now happening around whether or not work from home is efficient or effective. Does it promote you know that whole work life balance thing that we're striving for, or does it? actually blur the lines of what work and life is i mean in your opinion you know where do you i don't say where's your stance but like what are your thoughts around that on work-life balance yeah or just working from home do you think it's better than working in person do you think a hybrid system would have worked better for you in your current role or where you are right now in your career which is the beginning so i go back and forth with this question for sure i think that the particular job that i'm i'm doing i'm a production assistant on a television show I do a lot of research. I make a lot of phone calls. I do scheduling. I'm working on editing sometimes. And so these kinds of things are really conducive to at-home life. It's very easy for me to do these things from home. I think that I am maybe a very social creature and I might get distracted more at an office. I like talking to people. I like I like having conversations. I like getting coffee. Um, so the, the few times that I've been in the office uh, just to meet everybody, I think I can count those times on one hand since I started. I think I get more done when I'm at home really in my like work cave, in my work mode. I also am able to start earlier and and like leave later if I need to get something done. I'm a perfectionist and I like things done a certain way and I can set my own expectations for my work quality um, when I'm at home. And so I like working from home. I also like not having to worry about COVID yeah. every day, right. like the masks and all of that. That's been nice for my anxiety. Right. No, it's just <laughs> so. fair. It's, it's an actual thing. People are very, very conscious and anxious i mean it's because covid is real like it's like it's like it's hard to not be it's real it literally <laughs> shut down economies so like if you're a little bit more anxious about it don't feel like oh you know this is me directing it to the audience like if you're in the same boat don't feel like you're out of place like you have every right to feel any way you want to feel about this because it's it affected people in different ways so absolutely i think absolutely. and you're right i think for your current role it makes sense like the work from home schedule and things work well and I guess, I mean, let me say devil's advocate, but like a question to like prick away is like when it comes time for you <laughs> yeah. to like think about, all right, so what can I do? Not beyond this role, but what if you wanted to tap into roles that re require you to be in person? I'm, I know nothing about television, right? But I can assume you know what I'm mm -hmm. talking about when I'm saying a role that requires more of that like interactive. You have to kind of be there, whether it be like the thinking spaces where they're coming up with the script or whether it be like when they're trying to produce the whole show and you're having these conversations and ideas are bouncing off of people that doesn't necessarily happen as organically over Zoom or virtually, do you think then would be like, okay, you know what, transitioning back into the office is not a bad idea? 
I think that if our team decided to go back into the office and to work from the office, I would love that as well. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do think that creativity, especially in brainstorm sessions, is more natural in person than in a Zoom room. But most of the stuff that we do, I I think that we are doing super efficiently That's via good. computer. And I, I will say that a part of the job sometimes is traveling for interviews and things. So there are on-set shoots, which are in person. And obviously, all COVID protocols are taken. And But that has been interesting as well to navigate in this climate, traveling in, in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we, as a society, are seeing how much work from home can actually fuse into our jobs. Like, it can be a hybrid system. Companies can save money by not renting as much office space. Right. Um, it's a changing culture, I think. Yeah. Maybe not, but no. I I can I see where you're coming from, and I hear you. It's like because you're gonna get because there are people who just think work from home is like you know not efficient at all, and then there's other people on this other side of the spectrum who are like work from home is the best thing that ever came into existence. Like COVID could have never produced something better, right? So like it's always about yeah. And then I also think it's so you have to fine tune it to where you are, and I, I feel like in my career right now, I think it's it's good for me to be in that hybrid where I'm like. I had the flexibility and versatility because I do think going in office is helpful because you get to see people, meet people, understand other roles. Like there, it's just hard for me to know everything from my home because there's just so many moving parts because my organization is so large. That's true. Right. But when it comes to like other types of, you know, it, it really depends on where you're working and what that situation, what that environment looks like. That's always my, my position is always, it depends when it comes down to this question because it really does depend on a lot of factors. Yeah. And you said, okay, so now we can get to the nitty gritty, a little bit of like, you know, you're on your way, honey. You're working in television, right? So can you <laughs> can you walk me through, and you kind of gave us a little snippet of like what your day-to-day operations kind of look like, but you know, like what does it look like? Or what is it, what is the vibe there, right? Like what is it like working on a television set or on production team or something along those lines? I would say that it's super exciting to be doing what I'm doing right now. I work on Nancy Grace's investigation series that's on Fox Nation. And I absolutely love working there. I love what we're doing. I love the content that we're creating. We do long form and I love true crime. I am a huge fan. I watch everything that there is. So when I saw this job come up, I'm a huge Nancy Grace fan as well. I've been watching her with my mom since I was a little girl. When I saw this job pop up, I knew I had to apply. I was really excited to get an interview and um, even more excited to start on the team. The team is some really powerful women voices, um, which I love. So we dive into a lot of the current and past um, true crime stories. I do a lot of research for the cases. I sometimes help book the guests that are on our programs. So I get to call them and speak to them. There's so many logistics that go into the pre-production process before a show even gets to filming the filming stage. So I work in a lot in the pre-production stages and then also in post-production. So I'm getting to see everything from start to finish, which is really cool. It's a really hands-on job. It's really exciting. I When I worked as an 
writer's assistant to the TV film writer. I worked a lot in scripting and editing and all of that, storytelling. So this now is a job in production, which is incredible. I feel really lucky to have the experience now in both. Yeah. And I guess what's the biggest difference between, you know, obviously, I mean, there are obvious differences, but like for you, like what were some of the biggest difference working with like the writing side, which is creating the story, narrating it, generating it, thinking about characters and things like that versus production side, Mm -hmm. which is like bringing them to life is kind of what I assume the production side is like. So what are the biggest differences or what have you seen as the biggest differences and things that you liked and kind of prefer from either one? Well, I think that the difference, first of all, the my job with the team at Fox Nation is we're working in nonfiction. So the scripting is completely different. Right. Um, so I've been able to kind of look at scripting in a n- new way, um, which has been really cool. They've been generous enough to let me see that process and kind of learn about that. That's been really cool to see. But I think the biggest difference would be that the stories we're telling in my current job are real. These are real stories. They have real people attached to them. Right. Um, it can make a real difference what we're doing. And not that the stories that I was working on before can't make a difference. It's just, it's a completely different scenario. The research stage is from research to scripting is very different, but they're both really exciting. You want to tell these stories in the most passionate and you want to give the stories justice. Right. Especially true crime. So that's, yeah, especially with true crime, you're dealing with some vulnerable moments some of probably the most vulnerable moments of people's lives. So you have to really be taking care. And I didn't study journalism. So I'm learning about all of this on on the job. And the team has been incredible at training. And so I, I handle a lot of the logistics. I used to handle a lot of the logistics in my internship as well. When I worked as a, as a writer's assistant, I booked a lot of travel. I did budgets and all of that. So I'm doing a lot of that now at my current company now too. Love that like transfer of skills right there. It's like, oh, who knows how to do this? Yeah. And I was like, I do actually. Yeah. No, and that's really cool. Yeah, and my experience with Excel. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> with all those things that we had to analyze for economics, you better have that on your right? like, Excel. I know. Raise I said, your hand, be like, that's me. <laughs> the econ major. Hi, I can do that Excel. Uh, I, can, yeah. I can do creative and quantitative put me yes on. creative and quantitative there we that's go exactly that's what my headline on my resume is gonna say <laughs> oh credits to the h suite but yeah credits to the h suite that's amazing there we go and there we go no i think that's fantastic and i've always i'm gonna tell you i don't know if i've told you this before but i'm telling you now but like i've always looked to you and been like you know what jenna you're doing what i wish i had the guts to do right oh no and i'm telling i'm saying yeah no it's true because i was i still am always been such a fan of like i'm gonna say film film but theater theater was always my thing i was a theater kid in high school and then me too i did it and yeah we 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 bonded over this before and i did Mm -hmm. it and it was probably one of the most transformative things i've done to date which is do theater because i was in a very interesting place 
like I said, I need to find a new word for interesting. But yeah, I'm gonna have to just hear it over and over again because I can't. My vocabulary just isn't expanding right now. But it was a very, I was in a very mm-hmm. vicarious place mentally prior, like going into high school, and then you know I was trying to figure myself out, you know, whatever, you know, the the, the typical story of high school. And then theater came along, and it's like, ding, this is it. The stage, this area where you're just able to be on a judgment-free zone and release characters that are truly just exaggerated versions of different parts of me is how I think about acting mm-hmm. sometimes. And you, yeah. you've managed to put your love of like the arts and things along those lines and match it with like this business agenda. Like it's still pretty practical because I'm not going to lie to you. When I, whenever I tell people, like if I was, to, if I would say I'm going to Barnard, I'm going to study theater. I will get looks like <laughs> I'm going to get looks and I'm going to get doubt. And I'm be like, they're going to be like, are you confused? Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? There's no money in this. Yada, yada, yada. I'm pretty sure you've heard that and nine yards worth of it. Thousand times. Yes. Yeah. Well, Hala, you know, I did go to theater school. I went to Circle in the Square Theater School uh, right out of high school. Um, and I got my two-year degree in musical theater um, and definitely wanted to go and be on Broadway. And I'll say I've gotten pretty close. My thoughts on the theater industry cannot be said on this podcast. <laughs> I'm dying. Okay. I, I have so many thoughts, but I will tell you that my experience as a performer in theater and um, more so in theater actually inspired me to want to become a writer because I wanted to create roles um, to create diverse roles. Okay. That's what I wanted to do. I see. Wow. Yeah. That's, I can, yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah. I won't even dive in, but I, I can <laughs> see, I see where you're coming from. And I, I see what you, I know what you mean, even if you didn't necessarily say it. We don't, cause if you don't say it, no one, cause yeah. you said it, right? But if you understand and you know, then you know, you know, exactly. You know, audience, y'all I mean, you know. know what I'm saying. Y'all know what she's saying without y'all saying know. it. Y'all need a, we don't need to divulge. Um, no, and then <laughs> I, I think it's true too. And, and so, okay, so then with that agenda came. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to an Ivy League. Like that, like I love how that was your bounce. Like you went bump bump. Uh, um. <laughs> well, actually, if I tell you the the real truth is that my mom, my mom was worried that I didn't have like a quote unquote backup plan, and she said you have to go back to school. Right. And I said no, I, I don't want to go back to school. I'm I'm gonna be on Broadway. Right. And she was like no, you got to go back to school. And I said, fine, but only if I can go to an Ivy League school. Mm. And she was like, okay, well, I dare you try to get in. And when I got in, I I thought, I thought there's no way I'm going to get in. Right. Like I won't have to, right. you know? And then I got in and I deferred for a year wow. because I had to think about it. Because I had to, I really needed to, if I was going to go, I needed to make it a priority. Right because it was a huge deal and it was a huge honor. Um, so I deferred and then I was like, this is what I want to do now. And it started to change my trajectory and what I wanted to do. Right. Okay. So with that in mind, then do you see Broadway in your future? Cause I know you said entertainment business or creating an entertainment agency is something that's like in your line of like future things and future aspirations, but like do you see Broadway along the way or going back into that space again? Would that be as a writer or a producer? I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I I think the entertainment business, I don't think you have to stick to one thing anymore. I really don't. 
I have a friend who is an incredible performer. He's now a Broadway playwright. He's going to have shows on television soon. He can do everything. You know, if I, I think that people should be able to do everything. And I think it just takes one thing. If you believe in yourself enough and you push for one thing, it's going to open all the other doors because people will start seeing it. They will, they'll start seeing your magic and that's what you want. So I think one of the things that at least for me was lacking when I was going out for Broadway originally, if we're going to be a thousand percent honest was confidence that I, you know, that I was the right person. I think it, I had a lot of the typing that they do in Broadway calls in my mind every time I went in, not feeling like I was the correct type for whatever I was going in for. And so I didn't believe in myself. And I think now it's different. I feel differently. So I do hope that Broadway is in my future some way, somehow maybe as a producer, maybe as a performer. I don't know. Yeah, because you can do it all at this point, right? And then you, you believe that you can do it all now. So that's, I love that. Well, I believe that you should be able to do it all. <laughs> and I'm working on believing that I love that, that little that technicality, right? They're like, oh, I'll back real quick. No, I, I want to believe that I can do it all, but I believe that in general, you should be able to do it all. So I'm still working on believing that I can do it all. And I'll keep working towards that because I think that's what everyone should believe that about themselves. Yeah. So you're, you're if you don't know. Yeah. No one else will for you. Yeah. And yet, so basically, you believe in at least having the opportunity to be able to do it all. It's kind of your your angle at that. Okay, I understand now. For clarification, mm-hmm. I think you should go for what you like the most. Like mm-hmm. whatever door opens for you, you know, power through that door. Right. That door is going to open a million others. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. I feel inspired. Go ahead. Feeling it right now. Like your words are like hitting my heart. And I was like, it was like beating. And I was like, oh, wow. She's, she's, oh, you're good. speaking to my soul. It's just a matter of, I don't know where. Follow your dreams. Huh? Yeah. But, and I was talking to my friends about that. And I was like, do I even have them anymore? Like, have they been stamped out? And I'm not trying to like, this is not like. I don't think so. This but, is a podcast. Yeah. Podcast is something. Podcast. But I feel like podcast is like me just documenting and time capsuling conversations and points in my life that i think are significant are entertainment they are i mean i hope i'm entertaining um maybe the listeners can let me know uh dm me on instagram at a sweet chats if you think i'm entertaining <laughs> shameless <laughs> plug right there no i mean yeah it is entertainment in a way and it's it's definitely something i mean you know with theater like i, I love writing i love reading i love theater and i was like trying to find a way to put all of them together like what did i what specifically did i like about all these different things and it was a storytelling element i love storytelling Hence why like this podcast yeah. is so big on like people just being able to tell their stories and what they're going through and what they're facing. Cause that's just so intriguing to me. And I hope that other people are also interested in it. So that's where we're going with this. Well, storytelling is, is entertainment. I mean, that's whether yeah. it's fictional, whether it's nonfiction, it's whether it's on stage or on your television, like that's what entertains people. Even, even in music stories, it is feelings stories that you can write a melody with but yeah you're making me think of Adele mm-hmm. right now because I, I was listening to her and she's a storyteller uh, love her my girl thank god that she is releasing an album so that i have new music to sing right honestly 
She's my favorite music to sing covers of. She's a hard person to like do justice for. Like, because of her vocal vocals are your vocals are fantastic too, but like Adele is like Adele, you know? Like, girl, it's a strive. Yeah, you gotta aim aim high. But you, you definitely I've heard you sing him. I, I heard you sing him. Girl. No, I don't think you have. No, you yes, I did. Remember Instagram? You posted like on your Instagram story once or twice. Oh, use either your Instagram story what? or your actual post. Or my, or my bugging. What's happening? Did I just imagine I this? Know. Am I delusional? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I, might be. I don't think so. Uh, okay, maybe not. Okay, well, I'm positive. Ask Winsome. Winsome can also like. I'm sure you put on your Instagram story once or twice. I've probably posted something once or twice. All right. Well, okay then. In that case, you need to invite me to any forum or any performance that you do, so I can actually <laughs> see you. You know singing dancing whatever the case may be so like if you like i will support you you know what i'm saying like if you ever book a show or something let a sister know i will go oh i definitely will I love thank you for the support of course Aww. yeah of course and i guess to round us out because i'm looking at the time i guess for people who are even considering because you've done a lot you've done writing you're doing you're on the production side now you've done performing if anyone's aspiring to do any of those things what would your advice be to them right things that they should keep in mind things that are realistic and things that they may actually face depending on who they are what is your take on that so I think depending on the industry um when I was applying to a lot of the entertainment media jobs they look really hard into internships with big companies um, so if you're looking to work straight out of college at a big company, like I'm just going to throw out some names like Viacom or whatever, they look at internships and it's NBC, all of that. So I would recommend that it, while you're in college that you do internships with these companies. I think that they're more likely to pull interns in for full-time work than people who are not necessarily from within the company or have any experience within the company. Now, I don't work for the companies, so take that with a grain of salt. But just from what I have seen on LinkedIn, that's what I would guess. I think if you want to be a performer and you want to go into singing, acting, whatever it is, I think you need to have a really strong belief in yourself fearless. You need to be fearless, have a really strong belief in yourself and have a really good like home crew that you can go to to help build you back up because that's the most important thing is that you are able to emotionally withstand, you know, the the trials of that kind of career. It's hard, it's rewarding, it's exciting and it's all of those things, but just make sure that you're investing as much in yourself as you're investing in your career. You want to be whole when you show up there. You want to be whole when you walk into the audition room. That's my advice. Right. And that's really good advice. So you guys better take note. All right. Take note pens and <laughs> I paper, hope it's good advice. iPad pens, and pad tablets and write it down. <laughs> but Jenna, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. It's so great to just be in your presence your energy is infectious at all times and you're just so oh you're like a beam of light you just exude positive energy always and i'm just so appreciative of that oh thank you so much i'm honored that you had me on today this is so exciting all righty well 
thank you again and thank you to everyone who has stuck around and listened to the very end i always love when people do that i appreciate you i can't express my gratitude like i like like, just like my vocabulary is very stunted today i also cannot have (laughs) or express the right words to tell you that i'm so grateful for everything and all the support and i do get the messages sometimes when you guys are just like praising and things like that and that just makes my day always so if you want to follow along on this season's journey definitely check out at eight sweet chats on instagram that's where i do a lot of my updates if you have any questions inquiry you yourself want to be a guest on the show definitely dm me either on instagram or email me formally eight sweet chats at gmail.com i will answer and that's all hopefully you take care of yourselves try your best to send positive vibes and spread positive energy around and i'll talk to you guys soon peace bye, bye. <laughs>